0: Show John Swan.
1: Well, thanks for using my name.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we can do that out in post production. Yeah, I know I can. Okay, oh. welcome to the show. Ep- three. It's Third one's the charm. Episode three, which is actually the second, but we'll kind of call it episode three. Mm. Well, anyway. oh. we got a special, special treat. Plenty of tricks this week after this week. It's our Halloween episode. All right. That was uh, plenty of puns there to start it off. Okay. <laughs> it's a good start. Uh, shut up, Clayton. Um, well, you know, uh, I, swear, I, th- I think maybe we can start off with just saying, you know, if any of you uh, listeners out there ever doubted uh, Chiboy or Chiboy about what we know about NC State uh, sports, uh, you know, I believe the word uh, ass-blasting or butt-pumping was thrown around about 15 times. Uh, last podcast in um, yeah. pre- previewing this Louisville matchup. Yeah, the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing a handful of NC State fans that we could actually beat Louisville.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just be, just be clear by by ass blasting, we we knew we weren't going to cover the spread, but forty four points in the first half. Although, you know, I think ESPN a lot of people are sleeping on NC State won the second half, thirteen to ten. Hey. It is a tale that you have, unfortunately. First you know, you know, tale with, it. yeah. You're only as clean as your last shower, and you know we came out winning the uh, winning the second half, so I think we got a lot of momentum riding off here. So, uh, Big Frank, how much of the game did you actually watch? Uh, four minutes total. That's probably close to mine. I think I probably got. I, I think I maybe watched ten minutes of game time, which is probably around like thirty minutes of actual time. Yeah, no, it was, it was. I watched four minutes. I was in like I watched it and then turn over to the game I had uh, gambled on, because I am uh, full fledged back into gambling. But uh, yeah, there's no need to watch that. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they have the clear cut Heisman at home. Um, you know, we couldn't. I don't know if there's anything any, any offense in the world we can stop at this point. Uh, besides maybe uh, St. Mary's of the Blind, as my uh, hilarious father would always make that joke. Um, yeah, no, it was just a, you know this, we're outmatched, we're outclassed and uh really showed up on 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 the field, yeah, uh we match up like shit with Louisville too there, mm-hmm. so quick on the outside, and our corners suck, yeah, I mean, but i i you can't get too mad, I mean they're, they're a nasty team, they're gonna they might actually still make the playoff, I think, in my opinion, I would take them with one loss at Clemson, uh if they went out, but uh we'll see about that, I mean definitely a scary talented team and you know. Even all the more frightening that they that, that Lamar Jackson come back next year. So hopefully he can tear that tear that ACL early on next year. That's we, that way we can we have a chance at home.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, some concerning kicking woes
0: reared their ugly head again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess what would be even more concerning um, is that these field goals weren't. Uh, you know, there's no pressure, and he's still missing them. So <laughs> yeah. no pressure. All right. So let's. Wash away that bad and uh, get right on to next week or really this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, NC State playing Boston College. Yeah, NC playing Boston College. I don't. I don't know what your uh, you know what your pay structure is as your, as your company, but you know, go ahead and take your paycheck, put it on NC State uh, straight up. Definitely going to win the game, and I'm pretty confident in covering that spread. There is no slump buster. You know, way to get healthy than getting Boston College on the road. In the ACC, where they haven't won in almost uh, two and a half years now, I think so. Definitely, yeah, I like I, I like NC State to win. I'm I'm a little apprehensive about uh, seeing them them cover. I'm not sure what it is up to now. I thought we opened up as a 14 point uh, favorite. Uh, NC State has been known to sink to just about any occasion. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. I think we're very. Um, We're a team of habit, you know. I mean, we always pummel Wake Forest here, you know, and then we'll go and lose to Wake Forest. And you know, I believe we did lose uh, Dave Duran's first season against Boston College here. But you know, this is a this is openly shitty uh, Boston College team that we definitely definitely have the upper hand on. And I, you know, I'm not a betting. Actually, just said I'm a betting man, but I'm pretty confident we're going to cover that 15 point spread. Um, You know, I'd say 20 to 21 points. So if you lose your mortgage, you can tell your Wife and kids, it's my fault, but uh, I'll be damned if I give you a cent for uh, following my gambling advice. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope that uh, NCA comes out and fumbles them. I'd like to see us not take our foot off the gas and just uh, keep on wrecking them. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what's so wrong. We're, we're worried, you know, I don't, to make a little allusion to another um, game, video game, is uh, similar to Mario Kart where you, when you get hit by a red shell, or, like, you, know, you go off the map, and you get dropped back down, and you just tap A, waiting for that start, because you know, you're guaranteed to, to hit it just right eventually. That's kind of where we're at, you know, we, you know, we were tapping the A throughout the entire Louisville game. You know, I'd say since that since that missed kick, we're just sitting there hitting A trying to get back on track, and I would imagine uh, against Boston College, that, that happens early, early in the game. Well, as always, I hope you're right. Um, and then I kind of wanted to, you know, maybe go a little bit back to the Louisville game. Uh, you know, what I will say is that we have a nice family man head coach. while well, they have that adultering piece of shit, uh, Bobby Paterno. Uh, for Louisville, so you know, we we win the moral fight. Not related. Let's talk about our basketball coach, Mark Gottfried, and uh, Pac Madness. Yeah. So, uh, did you watch any of uh, Midnight Madness? Uh, the answer is one because I'm a i am I respect myself and I don't I want to spend my time wisely. I did not watch a fucking second of Pac Madness. Uh, I, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously question anyone who would sit there, in person or otherwise, and watch. Our basketball team, like, I can't imagine being that horned up for basketball in the middle, in the throes of football season. I would skip a Saturday football just to watch, you uh, know, uh, fucking B.J. Anya sing an and b song and then Stevenson, whatever his name is, you know, just try to butcher the English language and address the crowd. So I know exactly at least one person that uh, is very into Midnight Madness. I'm not going to say his name, but it rhymes with Squash Deal. Oh, really? Squash Neal? Squash Deal? I was thinking uh, more of uh, uh, Ricky Conundrum to to use an alias of the guy I uh, I know that loves Pack Madness. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, moving on. Actually, a nice little um. Fuck him to me just now, uh, John Boy. Uh, what do you think about all the Trump supporters? You know, being anti-immigrants uh, and Muslims, but getting, letting uh, Yurtsev Sevinsen, the guy from Turkey, come over and play. I mean that's in the heart of ISIS. <laughs> I think, uh, more objectively speaking, Syria would be in the heart of ISIS, but I can see your point. Oh, whoa, whoa! whoa. Do, are you are you a poli sci major or something, buddy? <laughs> no, just uh, took uh, took a world history class in in high school, so I kind of know a little bit of geography. Okay, well, I mean, I'd counter that with saying uh, I don't know how much Trump you watch, but you've been telling us the world, you know, the war is all around us, Juan. It's not just in one location. Like it's not a traditional war. These Bastards from ISIS are uh, attacking us on all fronts. Yeah, that's cool. I don't. I don't watch a lot of Trump, and uh, I see that on our on our list we got some some talking ticks. Yeah, talking ticks. Oh, yeah. So we'll we'll get to the ticks later. Okay. Um, well, I guess you know. Uh, I guess moving on from Midnight Madness, I have my own little version of Midnight Madness. Madness uh, today. Kind of delayed the podcast a bit, and of course, I'm talking about doing charitable work with. Crazy people, or uh, you know, mentally impaired. Uh, we at the Marbles Museum. It was, uh, it was a Halloween gala. Uh, my company would need people to uh, volunteer, and me being the upstanding citizen I am, I decided to volunteer. You know, I thought it would just be a bunch of kids running around, but it turned out they were kids. Uh, I'd say young adults that ranged anywhere from mildly to very retarded um, at the uh, at this event. Okay. Now. Uh, one thing they did stress was uh, was verbiage. You know, there's words we don't use anymore to describe these you know, mentally handicapped, learning impaired people. Um, now for example, if I were to say "retard," what do you think the correct word or phrasing would be? If you had to guess, um, Handicapable. No, uh, actually, it's a person with a impairment is, is how they, they like to say it. What about uh, the, the term quad or quadri to, to describe a quadriplegic? How would you uh, How would you um? Say that politically correct in your mind. Quadriplegic. Mm, no person with a quadriplegic, or your, your with quadriplegia, or whatever the active verb is. Ah, uh, okay. And then what about uh, someone who had uh, schizophrenia? How what's the what's the uh, political correct way to say that nowadays? You think? Uh, I have no idea. It's actually been called. Uh, now it's okay to just call him a Leshitsky. Is actually the um, <laughs> is the go-to, is the most preferred uh, nomenclature um, nowadays for schizophrenics. So. Oh God. So anyway, yeah, I'm there doing a uh, doing my service. My job is to man the um, the monster matching station, which is where I bury a bunch of uh, various vegetables in the dirt, and then these kids come through, and I try to entice them to play my game and match the vegetables from the two different troughs together. Um very did you dress up? Sorry. Did you dress up? Uh we we were encouraged to, but I did not because uh you know, I Oh, too full. I kind of forgot, but also, you know, uh my costumes all have to be handmade cuz it only make my size for costumes except for like my the whoopee cushion costume. And I've, you know, I've been that a lot, so there's no point in me doing that again. Um are you, are you going to be dressing up this weekend? I'm not. I'm going to the mountains with uh, y- your buddies, Joey Keefe and uh, Z- Rezaxom. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to dress up to sit around a cabin with a bunch of people. Um, that's not in the playbook. Um, getting back to the kids I was helping, you know, I could help but imagine, like, you know, I don't know if you want to have kids someday, Swan, but can you imagine anything worse than, you know, being so happy to have a kid and then turns out to be a horrible burden on your life, like this? Uh, these impaired kids are?
1: Uh, I mean,
0: I, I think that is a concern for most parents. Yeah, it's, it's a cruel twist of fate. I also noticed um, a bunch of frumpiness going on going around. How frumpiness? How so? Just very fat parents, and um, part of me thinks it's you know just the stress of having such a you know um, you know some parents tell me that they they go to like some like twenty counselor sessions a month or something crazy like that. I think that stress is kind of meff itself in the in the pelvic and you know, flabby back area. So, so does that discourage you from having kids? No, 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 not at all. But I would, I'll be very disappointed if my kid is um a little has has a touch of the tarred brush. Um, if, if you have a, a impaired child, how do you think the stress would affect you? Um, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it's a double negative. That's a good point. Maybe I'll just lose all the weight. Um, but that's next to impossible. Uh we'll we'll see about that. But what was really funny, um, is that like you know, I was there being nice to all these kids. And then, you know, all of a sudden they started giving me a bunch of a bunch of shit. They started shit talking me. It's pretty unbelievable. So like I you know, I'd be telling them like, Oh, that's a you know, that's a radish. And he'd be like, How how do you know, fat you've never had a radish in your life? I couldn't believe it. These kids were just murdering me, burning me for wow. those Yeah. Yeah. After the scorched is- yeah, yeah that's, that's a like good God yeah and so I was coming back you know so eventually a man can only take so much one right before I start coming back hard at him you know start talking about how you know let's compare SAT scores uh you yeah, know that's nice quality. yeah like nice extra chromosome stuff like that um they didn't they really like you know and then I won't be volunteering there ever again but it was you know, it was eventful I thought you know you'd all enjoy hearing about it That is that is quite a night. Um, They were near as interesting as mine. Yeah. So, anyways, I guess it's time to move on to the to our guest of the night. Um, Just quick shout out. You know, I know we we we, we threw some barbs uh, John Howells way last EP, and uh, we wanted to have him on. We wanted to have him on just to retort and uh, maybe throw some uh, throw some sick burns of of his own somewhere. You know. But uh, he said he, he said he didn't want to come on, right, John?
1: Yeah, he, he uh, politely declined.
0: Well, then I am left to I am left to conclude there must be some sick sale at Victoria's Secret for the push-up bras his sweet sweet cans need. Because Otherwise, I don't <laughs> know what that dude does besides just you know bat, buy the nice comfy bras for his perfect pert rack. All right, so uh, allow me to uh, introduce our guest. He's off. Uh, uh, a junkyard dog, uh, big, sweaty, smelly. You're a dog. You're a junkyard dog. It's uh it's clay dog. Ooh, Clayton Blackwell, James Clayton Blackwell, full name. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> right. Stop doing that. All right. Uh, all right, James. Let's uh, let's start off with. Uh, let's tell me how many pieces of Clue close clan propaganda you've come across at Caswell, in your in your hometown, of Caswell.
1: Uh, I don't, I haven't seen any in person. Uh, there's, uh, supposedly a bridge right down the road from me where they come to congregate and do various nefarious things. Uh, but if you, uh, if you look up, I think, I believe it's the, uh, Loyal White Knights my, uh, Google. They're, uh, they're based in Castle County. And, uh, went on there one time. I'm probably on a watch list now, but, uh, they've got a variety of racist and anti-Semitic jokes, uh, mm-hmm. if that's, uh, if that's your cup of tea. Sure. Um, oh my God, yeah, they it, are. It, yeah, you, it's, it's pretty, pretty bad website. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's
0: a little baby at the end. Oh my God. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding you. At The bottom of their website there's a
1: little baby. White lives matter. Like a cute little baby. That's what it says. What the hell? All oh, right. right.
0: Let's, uh, let's stay on course your Clay. Once you once you describe to the audience what, what what it means to clay dog a woman or man, I guess for that matter. <laughs>
1: uh, to fornicate, I guess.
0: But yeah, you know, <laughs> I think we all know what it. Yeah, you know, I think you're letting letting off a bit. What what exactly is a clay dog move? A typical clay dog move. Um, he's, try, he's trying to add it to his playbook, so maybe maybe you maybe you just play it close. Hey, hey, I, I, I am the playbook, and I don't need any more plays.
1: Well, you've got the first part down. The first step is just to get blackout drunk, mm-hmm. which you're very good at that. Um, okay. And then the uh, next, next step is just to uh, drunkenly babble to any girl in the vicinity mm-hmm. and if something happens. So, uh, we're in, I think in that case, why aren't you just
0: rolling in it, Big Frank? Um, I think it's Clayton's being a little bashful. And uh, the Clay Dog move was to wait till everyone fell asleep and then stumble down Hillsborough Street to some part of campus and just <laughs> beat up some poon. Um, <laughs> now, uh, yeah, again, th- uh, this is all consensual, Clayton, so I don't want to th- throw name on the bus. I think where the part of the plan falls apart for me is that... Um, the consensual sex is very unappealing to girls with me for some um, cellulite-based reasons, I would imagine. So, all right. So, so uh, being a Halloween episode, we're going to have a few Halloween-related uh, stories and some Halloween-themed power rankings and, and such. Uh, Clay Diggity has a, a lovely little tale he regaled me with last week mm-hmm. uh, about, I believe, his first Halloween
1: at NC State, so the floor is yours. All right, so uh, my first Halloween at NC State, this was before I joined joined the fraternity. Um, But uh, yeah, the now defunct fraternity, but uh, I came to a party on Maiden Lane, and uh, I uh, hadn't picked out a Halloween costume as this tradition, and uh, so I went to the party store and rummaged among whatever scraps they had left and i uh, decided to pick out a ketchup bottle costume and uh so i wore that um and showed up the party and it turned out it was a huge hit for some reason and everybody loved it and wanted to take pictures with me yeah. and, and uh i remember the cops came and hiding in someone's room and uh the, the Anne Frank closet. Yeah. I won't say any names but uh oh, one person, yeah. a certain ornery person uh very loudly cracked open a beer right as the cops were walking by the door. We were all under stage. And uh but uh later on as I was leaving I was uh, walking walking down Main Lane and uh, there's a lot of girls out on the street and they just absolutely love my costume. They, uh, they're like,
2: oh, it's ketchup. we got to take a picture with ketchup.
1: Is that your impression of a girl
2: voice?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty spot on because he got me a little something, something going on down there. So, preach.
1: Happy to do that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Tell them what happened to Mustard. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I, uh, pretty much the whole night everybody was because uh, I think the costume was supposed to be like a couple costume <laughs> with uh, one person being ketchup, the other one Mustard and, but the whole night everyone was like oh what happened to Mustard and I'd always say I, I killed them." <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah that's pretty much it
0: I think I think that's a, that's a great great Halloween story I love the costume uh... Halloween was was always a little soft spot for me because I didn't really take part in a lot of Halloween's in college. Ooh, uh, yes. For the reasons that most people know, and we're not going to talk about here. Oh. So, uh, Big Frank, would you like to add any Halloween stories, or would you like to move on to our to our next segment? Oh, you. Is this my scariest NC State story or my Halloween story? You can tell. Uh, Halloween story, or we can move on to the, the next segment. Uh, I'll do a quick little, this is a quick little yarn, you know, not too long to spin. Um, my freshman year, uh, when John Swan was doing something else on Halloween, will not be named. Um, (laughs) uh, we all just, like the Pledge Marshal, uh, Philip Hankins, one of the dumber people I've ever talked to. Um, anyways, um, we're all just like him, at the house, just drinking, um, then the DD was Robert Naren, I believe, uh, green pickup truck. And, uh, you know, getting pretty drunk near in 2 a.m. And I'm like, you know what I you know what I could go for? I'm real hankering for is uh, pretty much at all times of the day, but it's cookout. Uh, you know, so I get Robert to drive me and a few other uh, brothers for entrées, uh, to cookout. And, uh, you know, as you imagine, it's a madhouse. And uh, so I'm in the back of the truck, and I think it's... Uh, probably smart you know just hop out don't wait in line for the for the um, <clears throat> drive through go go to the right right to the window go straight to the source if you will cut out the uh, middle Indian whoever's taking my order um, hop right out of the car just as a taxi cab is coming right by clips me on my leg and I hit the deck pretty hard. and uh, <laughs> I watched it jeering from the crowd. Uh, I was wearing a helmet because uh, Patrick Hankins was, uh Philip Hankins was stupid and always got the helmet award in our fraternity. So I was wearing a helmet to be like him. And so I uh, kind of gave it a nice little test roue and it worked just fine. But the, uh, <laughs> the cabbie got out and was very upset. Um, you know, was very, you know, concerned that he had hurt me and in some way I was going to sue him in my, you know, underage drunken state. But um, yeah, nothing. It was fine. I. I no one really bought me any food or anything, and kind of was a little awkward there for the next uh, twenty minutes while I waited in line just because um, didn't have a whole lot to talk about. But um, yeah. uh, so I actually do have a, a quick Halloween story I want to tell. It was my freshman year at NC State as well, and uh, in typical freshman form, I procrastinated, uh, didn't really decide what I was going to be. Until the night of. I'm rummaging through my closet of just a bunch of random shit I have. And at the time, I was working at a place in Apex called Dream Sports. And I had my refereed uh, jersey or uniform or whatever. So I put that on. uh, And uh, my roommate at the time, whose name was Nick. And he was the good Nick. The good Nick. Nick Next year. Not be, uh, blow drying the blow-drying-the-butthole Nick. We could talk about that again. We could talk about that <laughs> another time. But uh, no, the good Nick, he wore my boxing gloves, and so we were going to go kind of as like a, a roommate couple, if you will. Hmm. Uh, I was the ref, and he was the boxer. We went to uh, our now-defunct fraternity and soon-to-be-demolished fraternity house. <laughs> and uh, little did I know there was going to be a Poke-Trainer and a bunch of Pokemon there, one of whom was Robert, one of whom was John Howell. And uh, so, basically, I stood in the backyard of his fraternity house and riffed Pokey Battles all night. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I'll give you three guesses if you can try and guess who the Pokey Trainer was. David Lee. Uh, no, David Lee was also a Pokemon. Uh, three guesses. Oh, yeah, because he's a pledge. Uh, was it... Let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. Jim Bigland. I was going to give you a hint, and it's not Jim Biglin. Okay. Um, you want the hint now? I'm going to go Sand's hint. Um, Chris Robinson. I'm, yeah. Who? Chris Robinson? Yeah! Yeah, that's right. Ding, ding, ding. Ooh, quick, quick little side note. Uh, the wedding this weekend, Chris Robinson was making many comments about how getting a DUI is not a big deal. And, you know, I like drinking and driving as much as the next person. But getting a DUI is absolutely a big deal, so... Fuck on oh, that, that guy. Ex- yeah. So he was like, Chris Chris was there? Yeah, he was there. Man, I'm like, kind of butthurt that but I didn't get invited. Yeah, well, uh, AJ's a stupid loser and a dummy and I hope he uh, gets divorced soon. So,
2: bleh. Cool.
0: Oh, wow. That's harsh. All right, so I think it's now time to move on to our next segment, which is the scariest NC State moment. Uh, so that's basically, as an NC State fan, we're put through lots of ups and
1: downs and, uh, The three of us tonight, our our guest is going to be included. We're going to talk about what the scariest NC State moment is. So,
0: Big Frank, you want to go first, or I can go first?
2: Yeah, I'm going to
0: pass the ball to you. All right, so my scariest NC State moment takes place in Atlanta. Mm. And this involved a trip with my co-host, Big Frank, and uh, another guy named David, who we've mentioned a few times. Uh, we're watching NC State get absolutely pummeled, which is nothing new to me. Um, and we leave the leave the uh, Georgia Dome where the game was taking place, and find out that a uh, uh, a fan, a Tennessee fan, died at the game. Yes. And so we're all talking. There's probably I don't know how many people the Georgia Dome holds. There like seventy thousand people. So we're like one in seventy thousand people die at an event do you still go and I said yes I still go and the more I thought about it I thought damn that's, that's good odds to not die but you still might die and as I'm thinking about this I start to get into an argument with uh, a Tennessee fan who is actually a Duke fan disguised as a Tennessee fan yeah fuck that guy and being as drunk as I was I uh, mistakenly called uh, Mike Krzyzewski coach Calipari and apparently to Duke fans, them's fighting words, because I got sucker punched, and down goes Frazier, Um, and all of a sudden, there's all sorts of Tennessee fans on top of me, and I'm getting punched, and I think I'm honestly going to die, and some Tennessee fan, like, extended his hand down into this pile to me, and pulled me up, and told me to get the hell out of there, and so uh David and Big Frank and I ran right as the like riot police came out with their batons and started like beating people down and that is my scariest nc state moment <laughs> all right Clayton do you have a scariest nc state moment? oh
1: uh, well, not anything like that uh, um, it can be it can be scary. it can be it can be scary like this too uh, I watched nc state lose
0: to Florida on a last-second buzzer beater by Chandler Parsons in overtime because Arnold Begon couldn't hit the front end of a one-and-one. One. That was pretty scary, too. <laughs>
1: uh, one that was not nearly, that's, not nearly as scary as uh, being in life-threatening danger, but uh, just recently when uh, NC State, the baseball team, was playing in the uh, uh, tournament this past spring, and they, uh, it was really – State was up, I think, in the uh, bottom of the night, and the game got delayed and uh, until the next day. This was against and, Coastal Carolina. This was against Coastal Carolina. And state, state was up. They needed, like, one out <laughs> to, to clinch and move to the Super Regionals. And they, for some reason, decided to start to resume the game the next day at, like, noon or 1 o'clock or some really weird time when no one could watch it. And so I was at work just uh, refreshing the Twitter feed and just uh, went ahead and won, and they lost. So, yeah. so at what point did – you know, I think we could have
0: almost branded this as biggest pucker moment, but uh, um, I'm guessing you were probably
1: pretty scared when he, the guy got plunked. And, uh, yeah. 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 The, uh, the, NC State pitcher really, really screwed the pooch there. Uh, okay. I guess I'll say my scariest moment. I wouldn't
0: it's scary from a rest point of view. I guess maybe, but not not ultimately that that scary. But um, NC State was ranked number six to start the season. Uh, a few queefs in there got us it, back to number twenty. In uh, Basketball. Yeah, in basketball, we were playing uh, Duke at home. College game day was there, or there were. Yeah, Dickie V called the game like a, a fucking douchey he is. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, the game was at NC State, so uh, we were like, oh, where students will all go, it'll be a, a grand old, a, a gay grand old time. Um, only problem is the game was at noon, so we get there quite early in the uh, at the ass crack of dawn. Um, and from there, um, you know, just we drank Friday night, Feeling pretty feeling uh, pretty loose, actually told my friend to be ready at 7.50 sharp, or he was, wasn't getting a ride for me, woke up with a very dry tongue, and it was 8.50. Uh, we were very late, went to pick up uh, Marcelo, our friend, who, had, who was supposed to come with us, and he had pissed himself in his bed, so we had to wait for that to clear up. But uh, anyways, you know, everything gets fine. We're drinking our bush ices, getting ready for the game. Uh, you know, pre-AM again, the ground's frozen, very cold. And uh, get in the game. You know, I'm probably 9 p.m. trashed at uh, noon on a Saturday, so it wasn't uh, wasn't the greatest look for me. But uh, you know, we were it was a big game, like I said. We got there late, so we were very high up in the stands, very steep at the top top level. Um, again, not uh, not not the best place for a, for a very uh, large, terminally obese man. Um, Anyways, and you know, Scott Wood actually uh, hits a three, I believe. The first score of the game for us was a Scott Wood three. And uh, I am, in fact, he yell, uh, you know, hooray or huzzah or something, you know, just standard chant like that. But I ended up uh, falling over in my section and uh, crushing three girls in front of me. Um, thought it was no big deal, you know, boys will be boys type of thing. Um, but they gave me leave the section, so I was like, oh, well, you know, just yet, yet more females not interested in uh, your boy, so not a huge deal. And then uh, I see three men in, uh, in suits and security-looking vests coming directly towards me, so I was thought for sure I was going to get arrested. So I thought uh, quick and uh, bumbled out of the stadium, um, thought I got, thought I had alluded to him pretty nicely, and then uh, stopped to uh, meander over to the bathroom to take a pee and uh, had him grab me by the arm and tell me he would, he would arrest me if I didn't walk directly out of the building. So... uh that was pretty scary. <laughs> um, but all, in all no big deal. Uh, Pete in the bush outside, walked back to AJ's house, and uh, the uh, very hospitable and nice uh, AJ Kamal, and um, fell asleep on his couch because I couldn't work with TV. And I woke up to someone punching me in the stomach telling me we won. So happy ending. <laughs> happy ending, but very scary uh, in between. Oh, man. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Great scary moment. There's lots of scary moments being an NC State fan. Yeah. Um, all right. So, in the interest of time, we're going to move it on along to our candy bar rankings. Ooh. Uh, Big Frank, you're going to go last. Okay. Just, I want to hear what yours are. Uh, uh, our get we gotta let
1: our guests go first.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm, I'm yeah. going to call this now. Clayton's got some weird candies up there. He's a very bizarre guy. who likes weird snacks. I guarantee you he's got like a Take Five or like a Fifth Avenue bar on there or some shit.
1: Oh, man, I can't wait to tell you mine, then. Uh, I think a lot of pretty standard. Uh, All right. Uh, number five, I have Milky Way. Not the normal Milky Way. The uh, Simply Caramel. Ooh. It's got extra caramel. Ooh, okay. very, I like that. very creamy. Uh, number four, I have Kit Kat. Yeah. Which uh, is actually, if you're asking... I won't say his name. It's a personal favorite of someone else. But uh, number three, uh, Twix. Left oh. my, my Twix or right Twix? Right Twix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two, I uh, have Mr. Good Bar. Oh, oh. very nice. Odd. Very underrated candy bar. Those are delicious. Very simple. Chocolate and peanuts. And number one, Snickers. Uh, which I usually have for breakfast every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, Clayton, what
0: was that one your, uh, connection broke up? Nickers. Ah, oh, you fuckface. All right. All, All right, John. Jobs, mine off. Um,
1: number one, or no, sorry, not number one, number five, uh, coming in at, at fifth for me. Is a uh, hundred grand. <laughs> Love hundred grand. It's delicious.
0: Uh, number four, uh, I think it's a sneaky little favorite. I didn't really have this until I was maybe twelve or thirteen. I take five. Mm. The pretzel inside really does it for me. Yeah, God. Uh, now we'll get to a few more conventional ones. Number three for me. Number three is Snickers. Snickers is great. It's a to me, it's a great anytime, yeah. anytime kind. Absolutely. Uh, good year round. Uh, number two, but it's, it's two. It's a two that trends back towards three. A Kit Kat, another good kind of all year candy. Yeah. My number one is Reese's, and the reason is is because you can get the little pumpkin shaped mm. uh, Reese's packet specifically for Halloween, it's, it's just a nice little treat that you know falls around the corner. Okay, that's interesting. Reese's is number one. Yeah. Um, I want to give a disclaimer. Uh, I was, I thought about doing peanut M&Ms, but I found like that was too cheap, even though it's a, uh, you know, Reese's aren't technically a candy bar, but Swan did those anyways. Reese's is a candy bar, it's not my fault, they put them in circles. Yeah, well, anywho, uh, number five for me is Kit Kat. I want to put them higher, but you fucks both chose them, so I didn't want to. Follow the bandwagon, but yeah, Kit Kat's absolutely delicious. I actually um, found a Kit, I found a king size Kit Kat under my seat of my car the other day, and uh, boy, my, boy, me was that a treat. I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was a happy camper chopping that thing on my way to work. That was pretty sweet. Was but, it Melted? No, it wasn't melted. It was still pretty. You know, it's getting a little colder, so. Uh, shit, suck that, Al Gore. You know, Kit Kats don't melt in your car anymore. Um, <laughs> Moving on, uh, number four. You guys might—I uh, might get a little bit of a reaction here—but uh, baby Ruth bar. Um, yeah. It very okay. Good. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a Snickers without the caramel, or without the yeah, without the caramel, if you will. But um, yeah, you know, pretty nice chewy nougat. Um, number three. I'm surprised no one mentioned it. To be honest, uh, a Hershey's cookie and cream bar. Okay. Uh. <laughs> That's a dark horse stick. Okay. Well, I, I thought I'm. I'm, I'm a little upset about that. Um, number two, this is astonishing that you neither know, of you picked a Fast Break. That was a Fast Break. Have oh you guys ever had a Fast Break? Is that the Reese's thing? Yeah, it's a full bar Reese's. They're delicious. It sounds like a diet candy bar. Oh, yeah, I've never had that. I know what it is now that I've never had it. There. That is Bananas. You guys have never had a Fast Break. Bananas are not candy bars. I would go, oh, man, i, I get use those. That's, that's probably a good... If we're talking percentages. it has got to be at least five to six percent of my total fat would be uh, fast breaks. Because you know, I, I don't want to get too into accounting with you, but I'm a I'm a I'm a first cow in, first cow out kind of guy. So like you know, just as the fat rotates out of my body, you know, the, as the fast breaks become more prominent in my life, they take up a bigger percentage, more or less. Um, and uh, number one, major cop out, but I'm gonna go with uh, go with an apple. It's a nature's nature's candy bar. Uh, it's, it's, it's the original candy bar, um, and I still eat apples regularly, despite my massive weight. Uh, it doesn't seem to help. Uh, the The apple of the day does keep the doctor away, but so does uh, refusing to make an appointment. Um, so that saying is kind of true. But
1: um, do, you, do you wash? Them?
0: Do I wash my apples? Um, no, not really. Um, but I'm not opposed. I don't feel one. I, you know, I'm a pretty accepting person. I don't feel strongly one way or the other about apple washing. Um but let's keep things to our podcast. You uh yeah. fuck. Um, well, I I can honestly say that none of us are sociopaths because nobody put almond joy or Mal. Oh yeah, that was a, that was like an instant like if I was I would have told you to fight Clayton or Clayton to fight you. if That was a uh, on anyone's GD list. Those those things should never be in a favorite candy bar list. Yeah, that's really that's, that's a good point. It's a marker for just a bad judgment. Yeah. Okay? So To keep with the theme, special Halloween episode. Uh, What, we just talked about some treats and what would be Halloween with treats and no tricks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have our five uh, Halloween pranks or property destruction power rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll I'll kick it off this time and then uh, Big Frank or or Clay Diggity, you can decide who goes next. Uh, Coming at number five, Coming in at number five, I'm going to go with uh, the tried and true classic uh, TP-ing a house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to do, uh, pretty easy to clean up. So, you know, that's why it comes in at number five. Yeah. Um, coming in at number four, uh, things start to escalate pretty quickly here. We have the uh, flaming bag of poop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, flaming bag of poop on the porch. Great one. Sure. Uh, made popular by uh, none other than uh billy madison yeah uh next one we got uh poop dollar <laughs> lots of based stuff yeah lots of lots feces of, lots of related uh <laughs> item poop dollar comes in at number three but really that's that's i mean that's a, that's such a good one like i i've never done it but i would love to if i was even more immature uh the next, this next one is incredibly satisfying. I have done this, and it was a lot of fun. Egg a house. Ooh, yeah. Egg a house. Uh, there's not a lot of things more satisfying than throwing eggs at somebody's house you don't like. Yeah, absolutely. I want to. I want to throw out there too, just for everyone's knowledge. Um, a good way to tell if you know one of your friends like shouldn't be your friend anymore if they're just a raging pussy. Um, you'll say something like, "Ooh, let's egg his car, or, egg his house," and then he'll be, they'll pipe up with oh, uh, that actually ruins the paint, or, like, does that, a lot of damage, man. Like, <laughs> really yeah. annoying thing to say. You hear people say a lot. Okay, and so my number one uh, Halloween prank slash property destruction, I've never done this, but in movies they make it look so much fun. A good old-fashioned, just down-home fun panty raid. Oh, wow. Sexual assault. That's not sexual assault. It's more like larceny, but... Okay. Well, Clayton, now uh, let's see what you got cuz I'm I'm sure you've done nothing interesting in your pathetic life, boring, casualian life. Uh you're
1: mostly right about that, but uh <laughs> 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 so actually I had uh three of mine were on John's list, mm-hmm. uh the egging, claiming shit and TPing, which I did I did my fair share of TPing in high school. Um that's not that's, too, that's a, not too great. That's a staple of the
0: classic. That was a big thing for the clan, right? To keep people at people's houses, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. We use it for. Exactly. Um one that is kind of funny but it can also be very destructive is the old uh, trouble in the tire. Mm. Ooh. Absolutely. That is a great one. Yeah, that one uh, I haven't done it in the valve stem. Yeah, if I'm correct, I don't yeah. know why I would know. Good way to get back at people that you uh, have a gripe with. Uh, with all the tire, air other tires. Um, and I'd say my favorite one, I haven't done it. I hope to, to do it one day. Is the uh, upper decker. <laughs> I think I, I think I i think i i think i threatened it to uh a certain canadian room i had this past oh. year. i threatened him with a, a projector about once a day never actually did it but uh i'm not that mean mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah that's interesting
0: because um what's the point i don't understand I, we one time in my in my high school days, I did do that at the Arby's bathroom locally. Um, but what's the what's the
1: point of the upper deck? I guess it's because the turd just sits there for a while. So like the water in the back of the toilet is supposed to be clean, and when you flush, that clean water comes down into the bowl. Mm-hmm. So, so there's poop water you're putting out there. Poop in there, it's going to dissolve, get all murky brown, and when you when the person flushes, it's gonna A bunch of poop water is going to
0: come down Uh, into the bowl. I got you. you. Okay. All right. Well, um, thankfully, because I didn't come from the village of Caswell, I don't uh, have too many repeats with you guys. Um, Number one is uh, kind of, you know, it's not that bad, but given the amount of time that goes into the, the activity in the first place, it's a fun little quick one you can kind of ruin someone's day with. Um, especially this time of year and around Halloween is um, bags of leaves people have over the. I don't know if you guys had that where you grew up, but uh, in my area, people always you know put their leaves in the bags and put them on the curb to be picked up by the trash man. So you could just run away, run around, take the leaves and spill them all over the place, throw them out into people's cars and stuff like that. And not a lot of damage, but still fun and pretty satisfying as far as a uh, you know. You know uh, Causing that's more of a lighthearted mischief. Uh, next is similar to Clayton's, but more of property damage. Like, uh, you know, later on in college, one of the, or high school, one of the things you would do is um, take beer bottles and shove them under people's wheels so as soon as they drove, they would uh, yeah. uh, pop a tire real nice. <laughs> um, th- this next one is not very classic. I don't think many people have done it besides yours truly. But um, one time, I believe my junior year of high school, we were playing a whole bunch of pranks on the Halloween. And uh, I took a pumpkin off someone's deck and um, defecated in it and uh, put it back, so they would um, open the pumpkin one day and see my glowing turd in there. Um, pretty nice, a uh, pretty nice little prank. Just because it's unexpected and it can sit there for a good bit until. Well, the other part I like about the prank personally um, is that you know you always anticipate some husband having to clean out or you know some just dad around the house having to clean out the. Uh, Pumpkins and being kind of irritated on a Sunday, maybe he wants to watch football. The last thing he wants is to pick up his pumpkin and see a nice turd through the little eye holes, um, just stinking right back at him. But uh, yeah, I don't know how popular that one is. Um, the next one that I never really did, but my friends were always big into was uh, kicking mirrors off cars. So uh, you know, um, the mirror sticks out real nicely. Um, very easy just to lift your heel up and uh, make flush contact and pop that sob right off um fortunately some of our friends later on in high school got a little too turnt and would do that to people we knew uh people that knew they would they would do that and people that what they were at the party with so uh yeah you got to be a little careful with that one definitely um in the realm of satisfying but no no nowhere near as satisfying as my number one which is um breaking mailboxes um absolutely love it uh you know just generally the best way to do it a little quietly is to run up and kick it right at the base um, where the um, box actually sits is, is its weakest point, and you just kick them right over, and it's fantastic. You don't need a bat or anything. Um, another little tip for you uh, trick-or-treaters out there is, uh, especially around Halloween, I mean, the, the mailbox can be done any time of year, but around Halloween what you're going to want to do is get a bunch of, you know, larger pumpkins that you can actually drive by, throw the pumpkin at the mailbox, and the, most of the times it will take out the mailbox. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Very sad. So that, uh, I think we gave, give the listeners a lot of uh, a lot of ideas for different tricks they can pull this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, better look out, kiddos. Yep. Um, moving on, I guess we're gonna have a quick little talk and tick segment. Talking ticks, and ticks, which of course is short for politics. So I'm gonna, you know, try to catch you one a, catch you guys in a classic uh, interviewer trick. Uh, Swan, how do you feel about uh, Obamacare? Um, I think
1: it's okay. I already have health care, so I don't really care.
0: You fucking piece of shit. Don't you realize people don't have uh, health care in this country? Don't you care about those people? Yes. Oh, you do care about those people. You just care enough to give them health care, huh? You pretty much, you know, I'm you're you're racist.
2: All right.
0: And that was uh talking politics.
2: Talking ticks.
0: Talking ticks. Now uh, I, have an, I have a little announcement to make. It's kind of uh, on the heels of uh, talking politics. You know, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of unjust you know injustices in this world, Swan. And you, at some point, you have to take a stand, correct? Alright, uh, Say that again. There's a lot of injustice in this world. And at some point, you have to take a stand, correct? Yeah, of course, absolutely. So I'm uh, very much upset with this whole uh, tranny issue. Uh, you know, this bathroom uh, these bathroom laws in North Carolina. So, until Governor Pat McQuarrie, or whoever the next governor is going to be, probably not Pat McQuarrie based on what I'm seeing in the approval ratings I'm uh, making up in my head right now, um, I, Aaron Thom will not lose one of my 347 pounds until Pat McQuarrie repeals his HB2 law. What that means is essentially a uh, fat strike Swan. so on. I like it. Yeah, because anyone can, you know, it's not... It's not it takes no effort just to not eat, you know, going on a hunger strike. But the sit- I love that you, by you taking a stand, it is essentially you sitting down. Exactly, <laughs> precisely. Yeah. You know, do you think I want? You think I want to eat like you know two McDoubles as like a midday snack every day? I don't want to do that. No one wants to do that. But you know, at some point, I got to put myself, put my health on the line for the for the cause. Yeah, it's only right. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you-, you don't stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Exactly. if trannies can't piss in the bathroom they want to, then what the hell's the point of the revolution in the first place? So, again, talking to you, Pat McQuarrie, I will continue to deteriorate in health, put additional pressure on my joints, and not lose a pound until you repeal HB2 and make it right, sir. You heard it here first. Fat strike. And so each week I can weigh in, and if I lost any weight, I will... Swear to put it back on with, uh, during the timeline of the podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up with uh, some weekend shenanigans. Yep. Uh, big Frank, you want to go? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I uh, go you know, first. Pretty, pretty, pretty fun weekend uh, for me overall. Uh, very drunk. Not a lot of work was done, despite me needing to do some work. Uh, just going to keep pushing that back. Uh, probably the first great thing that happened is that we uh, picked up John Howell from the airport at noon, or at midnight, on Friday night, because that cheapo bastard wanted to, had to buy the latest flight possible. Um, anyway, we get to the airport, and uh, me and Christopher P. Jerky, uh, a, a guest of the show, front of the show, for sure, and uh, last week's guest, went to pick him up, um, doing a bit of boozing, you know, having uh, Ryan Riddler drive us around. Um, and uh, we get there, and Hal said he's waiting for his bag. So me and Jerky get the idea to walk into RDU with a few Bronsons in hand to give one to Hal while we wait at the baggage claim. It was uh, quite a quite a scene. It no, you know, got a lot of looks, but not, nothing for anyone of any authority. So a uh, little uh, myth blusher's out there. It's not illegal to drink it in an airport at the baggage claim. I, b- I believe the uh, the Wizard of Raleigh made an appearance. Yes, the yeah. I was wearing my very comfortable bathrobe and sweatpants and leisure house shoes. So that too may be... There's a little bit of standoffishness, especially at an airport, that this guy uh, isn't all there mentally and could snap at any moment. Um, from there, you know, nothing else. You know, we got up and played golf at the butt crack of dawn on Saturday, which wasn't that bad because I got pretty drunk. Uh, played with Luke and uh, Luke's girlfriend's dad, so that was cool. The guy's a real bro, real a little brunan. A lot of classic golf jokes out of him, so that was sweet. Um, and then went to a going-away party for a friend of mine from, uh, from work. She's leaving uh, for Ohio. The day they had a they had a keg out there with a few other you know classic bro dog people uh there's a keg at their apartment and i casually mentioned how oh, i'd never done a keg stand before and uh like the bro dogs that they were they wanted to have see me do a keg stand so they uh, kept uh, asking me and asking me and eventually i submitted and um through the process of them lifting me up and me trying to hold my own body weight now grand I have been working out my arms lately so it could be just like a little tiredness from that but um try to lift myself up off the keg by the time they put the nozzle in my mouth I was well out of breath and um they put the nozzle in my mouth and it was just a <laughs> and just beer went everywhere and uh not much was drank by old frank so you know they count for keg, <laughs> for keg stands it was, it was about a half count for me so about a half a second for uh for Samer. Um, after that, I uh, went back to my usual routine, crushed a uh, 12-pack of uh, heavy melon way too quickly, and then fell asleep before everyone went downtown. So fell asleep on the couch at the uh, at the party, woke up at 7.40 a.m. on Sunday. And I can't imagine what those kids think of me, given that I, well, just, you know, my general appearance mixed with me failing the cake stand, mixed with me not making it downtown for any part of the night. So... <laughs> <laughs> Real man, oh, not not great job saving face there, but uh, that's what happened this weekend. That's uh, that's quite a story. All right, so uh, I'll uh, go ahead and tell you mine. Uh, it actually starts it starts on a Thursday. Uh, nothing nothing too excited happened. Uh, I did meet I met a Guinness uh, Book of World Record holder. Uh, you can go on Facebook if you search on Facebook for one year. 1,000 bars, uh, the number one year, the number 1,000 bars, not the word. Uh, I, I met a guy in my kickball league that uh, holds the Guinness Book of World Record for going to over 1,000 bars in one year on Long Island. What a douche. Uh, he was actually really nice, and uh, he actually said he had liver failure um, after bar 900. And the doctor told him he should quit, or he could die. And he said, "I'm not going to quit now." So, really, that's just like strong perseverance and persistence. And I think, honestly, Frank, you got to respect that. Yeah, I do respect it a bit. Um, I will say, when he first had a, a thousand bars in a year, I, I, I thought you meant uh, Eddie doing a thousand K pen and Zanny bars in a year, which is uh, <laughs> not that impressive, really, when you think about it. But, um, um. So anyway, this guy uh, had a bunch of free tickets to an ACDC cover band. Ooh, someone! I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but you tell this guy's a big old two-shirt because you can't find friends to go to a concert with him. Okay. Allow me to rationalize that, too. He had uh, over 50 tickets uh, because he, he owns a DJ company that does tr- bar trivia during the week, and he didn't give all of them away at bar trivia, and that's why he had extras. So he gave them to us. Um. Take a bit. Anyway, uh, so me and some friends went to this concert on Friday, and Friday at work, uh, towards the end of the day, I was uh, feeling like I had that procrastinatory itch and didn't want to do much work, so I looked up uh, this uh, band, and the venue it was playing, it was playing at the Fillmore in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So I look it up, and I realized that not only is it an ACDC cover band, it is a breast cancer awareness concert mm. called Rock, Rockers for Knockers
1: and the band
0: and the band is an all girl A C D C cover band. That's pretty cool. Uh, so one of our listeners, uh, he just he affectionately goes by popcorn. Um, and he's a rather crotchy old Caswellian. I uh, I texted his girlfriend and said at what point in a in an all girl A C D C concert do you think uh, um, old Jerome would get triggered, and she said at the very beginning. So <laughs> uh, news say we go, and I got incredibly inappropriately drunk because uh, the uh, the beers were pretty cheap and the concert was free. So I thought, what the hell? It's Friday night. Let me cut loose, foot loose. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I was. Uh, I I got so drunk that um, one of the opening acts came out and was playing Metallica. And I turned to my friend and I said, I don't recognize any of these ACDC songs. Are these some deep cuts? And he said, he said, no, you dumbass. Hmm. So we finished up the concert. The concert ended surprisingly early at like nine thirty, mm-hmm. And, uh, we go to a, a bar, a little local watering hole called the gin mill. Yeah. And I proceeded to continue to get drunk. Uh, got in a little bit of trouble because I touched, it was a live band. I touched the live band's. uh, a uh, cymbal, and um, I don't know what you would call it, kind of like a wind chime thing. I touched those two things, and they got really mad, and they tried to kick me out. And uh, I got a little composure and uh, just kind of sauntered off into the crowd and didn't go back near the live band. Probably about 1.30, I black out. And um, uh, don't really know what's happening. And the next thing I know, I am awoken with some kicks to the feet by two police officers and I am sitting at the Charlotte light rail station oh my. In, uh, in South End and they look down at me and they say, what you doing? And I said, uh, uh, I'm waiting for the train. And they said, yeah, we see that. You know what time it is? Do you have a watch or your phone on you? And I said, uh, yeah, it's uh, 2.30. It's and they said, it is 2.30. you know what time the train stopped running? And I start thinking, I'm like, uh, oh, wait, the train isn't running anymore. It stopped running like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And they're like, exactly. Do you have a way to get home? And so I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I can, I can get an Uber. So I started walking, and they started following. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just walking along, kind of sauntering. Stumbling on, out of the train station. Rumbling, bumbling, fumbling. And uh, get to the road, request an Uber, and the police were, I look at my shoulder, they're still standing in the parking lot of this bar watching me, and I swear they were just waiting for me to, like, fall over so they could arrest my ass. And uh, so I, I get home about 3 in the morning, uh, instantly go to the refrigerator, eat a chicken breast I had in there, and then eat a large amount of my roommate's cheese and I passed out on the couch Um, I like half a pound of 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 the junkyard dogs cheese ooh Clayton got bitched (laughs) I bought him some more Uh, that Saturday was nowhere near as interesting as Friday Friday was a just an all-around shit show Swan I I would recommend it in uh, in the future when a cop asks you you know what you're doing you should have said you know, your mom or his sister would have been a nice comeback to him. And then when he said, "What time does the train stop running?" you should have said, "The train never stops running." On your mom or sister would have been a nice comeback to yeah, him. But uh, I think I think in the future I'll just go find a pleasant little bush and uh, sleep there. All right, all right, all right. Come on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was my weekend shenanigans. All righty. Clayton spent the whole weekend with his girlfriend, so who gives a fuck about that?
2: Woo! Yeah.
0: All righty. that'll do it for this uh, third episode of State of State. Just uh, an hour on the dot, actually. That oh, that's nice. That was a nice, succinct little episode. So everyone have a nice, safe Halloween. Um, maybe uh, take advantage of those candy bar rankings and uh, Halloween pranks uh, rankings as well. For all your uh, all your weekend shenanigans, and all all you girls out there, don't don't hold back. Just slut it up real good. I mean, guys like me, I'm you, coming from a fat loser. Hot girls on Halloween is about as good as the year gets. Besides, uh, yeah, it's about as good as it gets. It is. It is, it is hot and nice, gone. Yep. Alrighty. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
2: An eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It got on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Wow. From my laboratory in the castle east, wow. to the master bedroom where the vampires. Schools all came from their humble abode oh. to get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard span They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. Oh. The zombies were having fun. In a the party had just begun. The guests. out from his coffin rack's voice did ring Seemed he was troubled by just one thing Opened the lid and shook his fist and said Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash It's now the monster mash The monster mash And it's a graveyard smash It's now the mash It's caught on in a flag. It's now the mash It's now the monster mash Now everything's cool, racks are part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what it said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And do my graveyard stand Then you can mash You'll catch on and apply Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash Man. Monster Mash! Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Monster Mash.